This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. of Nerdificent. I am one half of your host, Danny Fernandez, and sitting to the side of me this time. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's Ify How's everybody doing? I hope everyone's feeling good listening to this. Just chilled out on a good February, mid-February time of, uh, of day. Ify, you know, we asked people to rate and review us on iTunes and people have been sending us screenshots. I have to say thank you so much for taking the time to do that. It really does bump up our numbers. It helps other people see the podcast. And I don't know if you know this, but we have been featured on the front page of Apple, I think like three or four times. Wow. Yeah, and this down. podcast isn't even a year old. Yeah, it'll be soon though. It'll be soon. That's a big accomplishment. Be, I think be... that's really cool. Yeah. Especially to have like two nerds of color on the front page. It's, it's just uh, holding it down, you know, like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yep. Yep. How you doing? Look at these heads. I know it is just two heads of us. I love yeah. it. And uh, <laughs> today we are covering Black Panther. We are covering everything that is T'Challa, how he came to be, the film, the TV show. And joining us, we have comic book writer, novelist, screenwriter, showrunner of Black Panther's Quest, Jeff Thorne. Wow. Who's that guy? That is you. I didn't even name all the things you did. Uh, yeah. Also, actor. No, that's yeah. dead. That's dead. Tweeter. Yeah, yeah tweeter extraordinaire. I can't. They're like, all my friends are like, Jeff, get off Twitter. I'm like, it's too late. We're married. Don't yeah. you feel, though, that you're con- connect? I feel like Twitter helps me. I mean, it hurts me for sure, but I feel like it helps me stay relevant with everything um, going on. Yes. On a certain level, that's true. Um, also, uh, if you use it properly, you meet a lot of people you would not otherwise have met. I've yeah. had lunches and made friends with uh, screenwriters, directors, people like yourself, uh, animators who I would have never otherwise got to meet. I I put I put together these things called the battle books that I'm selling, which I got. Um, there's a hashtag called Visible Women. There's a hashtag called Drawing While Black. There's also a hashtag called Drawing While Latin and all the other different things. But I found artists that I would have never been able to yes. find. And they're awesome, and they were mm-hmm. affordable. And if I wasn't on Twitter, I would not know who any of them were. 
and I yeah. made initial contact with them that way. Uh, I can prop, I can publicize my work in a very quick, effective manner. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if I want to tell the president he's a jerk, yep, I just tip right over to his account. <laughs> you are a jerk, <laughs> right? And and it doesn't change anything, but it makes my day a little lighter. So, yeah, you know. I feel like it's also helped me to be a better person because I'm aware of people that exist outside of my friend group. Yep. You know, and I have a very diverse friend group, but it's constantly changing. The world is constantly changing. And I feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am without listening to all these other voices of other people. The hard part about Twitter is the awful people that, of course, you have to put up with. Right. But like, for instance, uh, I just I did not know what non-binary was until last year. Yeah. Right. I thought I had it all locked down and I'm all progressive and liberal and whatnot. And they started throwing out ace and non-binary and all this stuff. But luckily, there's Twitter. And I don't even have to ask half of the questions. Half of the questions are just somebody else going, what the hell? And then someone graciously explains it. And I Mm -hmm. follow. Yeah. Follow. Right. I wouldn't have watched Pose. I wouldn't have thought to watch Pose if not for Twitter. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, There are some gorgeous people. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Some of those ladies <laughs> um, flutter. But it wasn't the kind of show regardless because I generally like things with monsters or some sort of supernatural or whatever thing in it. It wouldn't have been the kind of show that I would have even looked at. Yeah. Because it is, essentially it's a soap opera. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, oh, yeah. with no time travel. Like, yeah. I'm fine <laughs> to put in some time travel. <laughs> right. But because of this sort of presence that my Twitter, fo- who I follow and who follows me, there's conversations I don't even participate in that make me aware of things that I'm like, oh, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to check this out. Yeah, right? yeah. So. I mean, that's that's kind of how, uh, you know, I kind of sell people on Reddit because every time people hear Reddit and they're like, oh, it's a bad place. I was like, <laughs> you can make it a good place. You have control. And as if you follow the right subreddits, your feed becomes this – you know, beautiful place. I mean, you know, just like it's Twitter, what you make people, it. Yeah, people can sneak in, and you'll have to like squish accordingly. Here's a good example. There's an artist called Jennifer Meyer, and uh, after she's like an illustrator, painter, book covers, kids' books, and fantasy novels and stuff. You can find her on Twitter, JL Meyer. She's awesome. I was really depressed after the Trump election. Like, I don't mm-hmm. get depressed. You yeah. can tell from my if you follow my Twitter, I'm rarely depressed, right? And I'm rarely even dark. I'm just like, you know, I get angry. I don't get sad. Right. Uh, But after the election, I was kind of down and I couldn't shake it. And I was not used to feeling that way for any extended period of time. I was like, I might have to get therapy or something for this. This is is kind of raw every day, every day, every day. And this somebody else followed her. Someone I followed, followed her and reposted these ridiculous sketches she was doing of bunnies. And these bunnies were like dressed like Wonder Woman or like having sword battles with other bunnies riding a bunny, you know. And I was like, what? But they were delightful, man. They were delightful. And they lifted me. And I was like, how is this happening? And so I followed her. And she was doing this like while she was working on something, she'd take a break and do these weird little quick sketches. But it changed my life. Like it, it, I talk about this with my friends all the time. It literally shifted my perspective mm-hmm. away from this sort of dark abyss place I was going right. to. And once again, had I not been on Twitter and following the right people, and now we're kind of pals. We go back and forth. I, I sent her a thank you note. Like, I know you weren't trying to do this, but right. had you not done this, I would have been in a way different place last year. Thank you. And she was just what you'd expect a lady who draws bunnies and dressed like Wonder Woman to be like. <laughs> and she's awesome. And that's a Twitter connection. Um, occasionally people yell at me or they get mad at my political opinions. And okay, 
Yes, you. Yes. You know, and I fight back. It's not like I'm all like all gracious and Gandhi-ish or whatever. Yeah. I go right in on them. <laughs> but you do, but it's so funny because you and I don't know how long you and I have been following each other. <laughs> a while. Yeah, a while. But you know what? It's so because we were talking, and I think I think the same way about myself is like, oh no, I'm angry on there a lot. But you're actually funny a lot. Like you, I mean, you know that. But like yeah. I'm saying, you in your mind, you're but you pro- are too. You just do it with ph- photography more so than with. I do it. I you do it with both. In, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Them. I do. <laughs> I do. That's probably how we followed each other. Is one of us was being petty and shot down somebody and put them in their place. They deserve it. They deserve it. But what I was going to say is that I think you're you you're probably like me in that you think that you're ang- like that you're tweeting angrier than what you come across as. I just wanted to say you come across as very well. Like I like your Twitter because it's very well rounded. Yeah, that's what I'm trying like, to do. Yeah, and I curate it. Like yeah, I like I just like a lot of stuff and there's no way. Well, two things. Let me stop. Sometimes it's too much information, just of any kind. And you get to I'm like, all right, uh, 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 okay, got to go. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't yeah. matter. You can tell me the greatest, most wonderful story, but it's above that line. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. I got to yeah. go away from this. And I think everyone should step back because it's just Twitter. But, yeah, you, you can learn a lot. I saw, like, how about this? When there's something crazy going on in Syria and the news hasn't got anybody in there yet, my Twitter feed is showing me people on the ground, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So when somebody comes up and goes, well, this isn't happening, and I'm like, I saw Ahmed put his iPhone out the window yeah. to show me that did actually happen, so what are you talking about, right? That kind of stuff. Or brand new things from a, a, a um, what do you call it, like a webcomic that you, again, would never have heard of. Yes, true. And they post one still, and you're like, oh, my God, who is this person? How do they paint like that? What is?" And you go look, right? Yeah. Like, if you use it right, it's doing what it's designed to be done for. It's just all these jerks coming in there going, now I can flex because no one can hit me back. Right. Yeah. Right? And I feel like, let me put it like this, and then I'll shut up about it because Twitter ain't paying us for this. But, um, <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like every time um, Tucker Carlson <laughs> would try to have a debate with Jon Stewart, and I'm like, look, Tucker, first of all, your ass is mediocre. Okay? Just to begin with, you probably couldn't debate me. But John Stewart, yeah, he's not only wicked smart; he's a professional comedian. Right. Do you understand the process by which a person becomes a professional comedian? The open mic night at the end of the night, where the only people in the audience are other professional comedians. So if you got heckled, you're getting heckled by a pro. Okay, so if you survive that to become a real stand-up, regular professional comedian, these regular old folks who think they're funny, they're like stepping into the ring with Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. right? So you decided to go on TV, right, with this guy who's literally made himself a millionaire being funny every day, and you're going to outwit him? You're an idiot. You just showed you're a triple idiot. So it's the same kind of thing on Twitter. A lot of us, you, me, a lot of people on that, it's made out of words. A lot of us make our living with words. So some rando who's got a problem with women being geeks or about different minority group being involved with Star Wars or something like that, thinks he's going to be all clever because he made his little cabal, his little clavern laugh, <laughs> right? And then they step to the wrong person that they might not have heard of, but that person's a pro. Done. Go away now. 
go go play with your children. Go play with the other children. Mm-hmm. So that's the vibe I try to. I I know it sounds vicious, but these people are awful. No, so, I think yeah. that, I think that I'm all for flexing. <laughs> <laughs> I see, baby. I see you. I see you flexing, girl. No, hell yeah, flex away, flex away. Speaking of flexing, I look. I'm gonna perfectly transition this. Was that you are the showrunner for Black Panther's Quest, yeah. and. Before we get into the show, what was your first introduction to Black Panther? That well, you remember? I'm old. So uh, I got a reprint probably of uh, the Fantastic Four issue where he – my dad introduced me to comics when I was probably about seven or eight, maybe maybe as old as ten, young as seven. And Marvel used to put out these giant sort of – I mean literally giant omnibus comics, not like graphic novels are today, like oversized, weirdly, like how are you going to collect this type <laughs> stuff. And in that was the Fantastic Four – I already liked Jack Kirby, so my dad was like, he likes Jack Kirby, let me give him that. And I don't think Panther was in that, but at some point I came across a reprint of that story. And uh, I was, you know, okay, the black guy, whatever. But I was fascinated with the fact that his introduction was, well, here's how I'm going to meet the Fantastic Four. I'm going to kick all of their asses by myself just to see if I feel like talking to them. I was like, okay, dude, way to step up to the mic. Damn. (laughs) But uh, then he just became sort of a secondary character in the Avengers for a billion years. He was just sort of like, from my point of view, he was the silhouette of Batman without being Batman. They wanted a character that kind of looked like Batman. And this guy, um, I mean, we can just keep going on this. But the Black Panther's mask used to have his face exposed. For a brief period, he had his face exposed. I believe that they shifted it to a full face covering so they could sell the comic in the South. Mm. Um, and that he wasn't obviously black. You almost never saw him unmasked. He almost never took that mask off. Even if he got hit by something, his skin would never show in the rip or whatever. That's not accidental. That's We got to sell stuff to a very racist South in the 60s and 70s. Wasn't there a period of time when they removed... I know that he was, for like one issue, he was the Black Leopard. They, yes, they yeah, tried that. to try and move it away from being associated with the with the Black Panther organization. Right. But I do know also, I think that they, it was like the his one comic came out that was like the history of T'Challa. Like yeah. they also tried to do that to to change mm-hmm. his name. Well, the for thing a, with that a too, period of time, modern people think that Stan and Jack uh, saw the Black Panthers and then made the character, but Ew. he predates them. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah, actually, what, one whole year before. There you go. So, um, my feeling, my guess is there was a comic book. When both Stan and Jack were kids, that most people don't know about, called All Negro Comics. All Negro Comics, number one, only had one issue. There's a whole horrible saga about why there was only one issue, which is its own show. But inside that was a character called Lion Man, who was an African prince who protected his country, who had a giant mound of exotic material that people kept trying to come get. And I can't help but think either Stan or Jack got exposed to that comic. They're both New York kids. They were not rich. I'm sure they picked up every rando five-cent, one-cent comic that they could get Mm -hmm. their hands on. And it probably flittered away and went away, and then they pulled some of that out because it's very similar. But it's also not the same. So... Um, yeah, and so then it went into Jungle Action. They had a book called Jungle Action, which nowadays I don't know if that would fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, one of one of us is going to have to write that one. That's not going to be one. <laughs> that was Don McGregor primarily, and he did a lot of sort of taking on of the clan. Um, he was ironically for an African king. He spent an awful lot of time in the U.S. Yeah. fighting racism. True. Yeah. yeah. 
is interesting with a lot of superheroes. It's like, oh, these aliens weirdly all just hang out here in the United States of yeah. America. Well, why? Why are That's they showing so, up here? Yeah. Why wouldn't we go to China where most of the human <laughs> beings are? Like, <laughs> oh, New York especially. Um, but yeah, so they did that for a while. He was the feature in Jungle Action. They kept trying to give him a book and it wouldn't last. And all the while, while I'm reading comics, he was always second tier. Like, yeah. People pretend now that they always were into it. But if you were, the book would have never died. So that's a lie. Even me, mm-hmm. you're lying, right? Um, he was a secondary. He was there to be black, I think, primarily. he was. I wouldn't call him as far as a token because they always wrote him fairly well. Like he wasn't just, hey, go Iron Man. He wasn't the cheerleader. He, he came to play. But he was also there because we need a black guy in there just for that few black fans that we have out there that might want to see them. So I think Stan, Stan was very good about that. Yeah, um, I think Jack Kirby also said that too in a, in an interview. I have my hands high up in the air because uh, I worship all things Jack Kirby. Yeah, Jack Kirby <laughs> did say that he wanted more followers to feel represented. He was always yeah. that way, always that way. And and you can tell when, I mean, again, we go off on just on Jack, but when he split off, when it was just him, you could see that in his work throughout. He mm-hmm. had uh, much more prominent women. His women were hard. They were all based, all the really tough ones were based on his actual wife, right? Um, he he inter- he integrated all of his his little teams. They were unnecessarily, in a sense, like, I'm just going to throw in a black dude. I'm just going to throw in an Asian dude. Why the hell not? And I think it's largely because the soup that New York was when those yeah. guys grew up was basically, and it's apropos now, it was chock full of immigrants mm-hmm. in a different way than it is now, Um the immigrants were much more, I think, widely dispersed. So there was no dominant immigrant group. Yeah. Right. So everybody was just climbing all on top of each other. New York is a very different kind of city in that regard. Then as you go further west, it becomes more and more segregated from my point of view. And obviously south. But in New York, yeah, you get broken up by neighborhood, but everybody's kind of on top of each other all the time. So even if you don't like the next person, you've got to get along with them. You just have to, or the city won't work. Uh, I don't know if it's like that now, but I guarantee it was like that when those boys were coming up. This is probably aging us or giving our age away. But when uh, I would watch and this animated show was the first one that I saw that really did that was Hey Arnold. Okay. Do you remember that? Hey Arnold yeah. had the, one of the most diverse cast that I can remember in cartoons. That's on purpose. And yeah, that was on purpose. But that was exactly what you were talking about. Um, and it was all different types of uh, immigrant families and 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 uh, immigrants coming together in in that. And yeah. I did I did love that a lot. I think um, the, that's where Henson got the Henson Company started with Sesame Street for the that their model was New York Street. Yeah, it was a New York Street. It just had Muppets on it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So the Black Panther roles for a long, long time is sort of. You know, in the mid to late seventies, they tried it with Jungle Action. They gave him a little mini series here and there. He was perennial in the um, in the Avengers. He was on a lot of the different rosters in the Avengers. But again, kind of just there to be black. He doesn't really have the juice that they started him out with, right? When they started him out, he's yeah. taking on the whole Fantastic oh, Four yeah. by himself. Which, to correct <laughs> myself, the cover that he, the the Fantastic Four he appeared in came out in July 6, uh, 1966, and Black right. Panther was created in October 66, so not even a year. So yeah. it was like there was something in the in the air. In the air. I like to imagine it was like Huey P. Like, Huey, what we going to name this group? <laughs> and look over to their stack of comics. Like, well, this, this works. Yeah. 
we the Black Panthers. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man, I wanted to be the Spider-Man. No, that won't work. That doesn't sell our, our political <laughs> yeah. point of view. All right, but the Spider-Mans would be cool. No, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you, brother. You're right. It would be cool, yeah. but, all not, right. you know. All right, we could be the Black Panthers. Let's ask the ladies. Let's ask the ladies. Suit. Okay, ladies, <laughs> do, do you, will we, should we be the Black Panthers <laughs> or, or the, the Spider-Mans? <laughs> They're like, are y'all you're fools. Y'all are fools. It's, clearly, it's Black Panther. Yeah. Um, so that happened, right? They, yeah. they did that for a while. Um, really, up until either the, I guess it's the late 80s or the early 90s when Christopher Priest uh, mm-hmm. shows up. And, I mean, his issue, I don't remember what issue number it was, but when he revealed what the Black Panther had been doing all of this time, if there had been an internet back then, it would have burned down that day. Because <laughs> he basically was like, wait, I'm, I'm not with you all. I've been spying on you all this time. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? It's like, no, no, I'm the king of a nation. What are you, stupid? Of course you guys are crazy powerful. Why would I play the backfield all these times? Dude, come on now. what I look like? Right? But it was like a – and they were all like, oh. Like even in the book, right? Priest wrote it like uh, the Avengers were like, wait, what? Our, our friendly T'Challa? You know, he's like, man, I'm a king. I've been telling you this for yep, 30 yep. years. I'm a king. I do king stuff. Like, and that just blew the doors off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I, and I also feel like that kind of modeled the T'Challa we know and love today. That is it. He, yeah. he, he took, basically, it was almost like the, in, and nothing against Don McGregor, who I met and is a lovely guy and did great stuff for the time period in which he is. But it's almost like Priest reached back to that first issue of Fantastic Four and said, nope, that guy. And I was like, Oh my God! How they're gonna kill him? Why he's gonna die? They're gonna kill the Black Panther. <laughs> There's no way he survives after this. this. He's gonna be a villain now. What? The, I was ready to be outraged, right? They're yeah. gonna pick the Black Panther, but no. And it stuck, and it it resonated. It was like he became unique. I think in that moment, his blackness wasn't the uniqueness factor. It was this is a different kind of hero than you've seen before, right? The closest thing would have been Namor, the Submariner, but he was always played as a villain. Yeah. Right? He's sort of a, a, what is it, chaotic, he was lawful evil. Yeah. Right? So. uh, Which to me is fascinating that T'Challa didn't end up being that since he was technically fighting against the heroes. Right, right. In Fantastic Four. Right. Like they're the good guys. Mm -hmm. And he's beating their asses as his debut. Right. Whoa. Um, I mean, that's just your typical, like, you know, wrestling way of putting someone over. Okay. (laughs) Oh, so I'm the only one in here who watches wrestling? You got to prove yourself. A lot of fake nerds in here. I don't watch wrestling. I've been given all the static about my lack of wrestling knowledge. Well, that's that's typically how you put someone over in wrestling. You have your really good person. Okay. And then the new guy comes out, beats the mess out of the, the, the. the guy who we've established is the strongest kind of jail rules. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. everyone's like, oh, this guy on. is Hit that the guy. <laughs> yeah, so like essentially they, Kirby and uh, and, and Lee, you know, put Black Panther over, yeah. which I, I often, that I think that's what kind of always gave them a special part of my heart to not only create a black the first black hero but also put him over and be like this this is like and this is what powerful. i think it couldn't have been conscious right there was yeah. no conversations like the kind we have now going on back then certainly not uh, across ethnicities oh, yeah. right so there's these two white aspect jewish dudes mm-hmm. running a comic book company yeah it's like i'm i almost feel like it had to be jack who brought this in <laughs> yeah right you know we need a black guy what wait what 
yeah, we need a black guy. We need a yeah. black guy. And you've seen the designs for the original version. It was Cole Tiger or something. Yeah. They're terrible. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Like, Jack was my man, but occasionally he'd have a dud, and they were like, <laughs> no, no, no. And they refined it down to Black Panther. But on some basic human level, they had to know he has to come in so strong, right? He has yeah. to come in so hard, or the audience will never accept that he's a peer with these people. He will always be in the backfield. And by the way, they introduced Wyatt Wingfoot, Johnny's Native American best friend for no damn reason. Why is he the, like, why? Yeah. And he was cool. And then this, I was just talking to some guys about this on the web. The Kiwazi tribe that they made up, the Native American tribe, people don't know and no one's used this in Marvel. And I probably shouldn't blow this because I probably should use it for my own <laughs> stuff. There's a Native American Wakanda sitting under the soil in New Mexico in the Marvel Universe called the Kiwazi tribe. And they're just as high tech as Wakanda. Okay, but they have nothing's been done with them. I'm like, somebody ought to. It's probably not going to be me because I'm not in position to do that. But that's what Jack and Stan would do. And I have to I kind of have to feel like a lot of that came from Jack, because when he went off in his solo, it just became much more crazy. He was like black Jewish people and Chinese Muslims, like this, whatever. I mean, also just like when you hear stuff like that. And then we did a Twilight Zone episode with Rod Serling. And how progressive he was. It kind of just mm-hmm. really completely destroys that argument of they were a product of their time. Yeah. That's yeah. always yeah. been, yeah. pardon me, horse Yeah. That's yeah. always been horse Like, but, uh, you know, it, it just kills that argument because you see all these people. And if you're, if you're talking about the people who were talented enough to be like the pinnacle of entertainment at the time, there had to be more people like them. That's right. Who just didn't have the same microphone. That's right. So, so I think that, are, and, and I'm, trust me, uh, old if you're on a porch ain't going to let anyone get away with telling their grandfathers who was around when I am <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. It's like, oh, they were probably, it's like, nah, no, we, no, we were no. all woke. Everybody we all was woke. woke. People were getting digital backpats and it was actually real popular to be woke. <laughs> almost, almost kind of diluted the wokeness of it all. Yeah. Like, you know, like are you woke or just yeah, aware? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, because I've been woke before we were getting digital brownie points. Right. I was back when you back when you would lose friends, not right. gain followers. That's, right. That's true. That's true. That is the truth. Now, you remember those that days? Is the truth, remember man. we were the only one yelling? Yes. We had to convince yes. people it wasn't, no one was putting it on t-shirts? Dude, somewhere Ooh. on the internet is my hour-long tirade about how awful T-Rock the character T-Rock is oh, and what wow. they should do Di- to fix it. Dinosaur? Oh, uh, oh. No, it's a DC character from oh, the 70s. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, man. Come on, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Priest shows up and sort of really, the best thing about it was I have this thing called, the, um, the, I call this Moore's Law, Alan Moore's Law for comics. I, I made this up. It's not a real law. Please make it a law. Always attribute me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically he takes over the Swamp Thing comic and he made. He told him. He says to himself, "Look, a lot of people. Not enough because it had been canceled. But a lot of people liked the original thing. Now I want to do this all this other stuff with it. I can't really. I can't really spit on these existing fans. That's not fair. So he came up with a story called Anatomy Lesson, which is everything you read happened. All those stories are real. I'm not changing one word of that. All those events occurred in the context of this story. Except after this story, all the rules are different." And it was called, I think not coincidentally, The Anatomy Lesson, where you find out all this different stuff and everything you thought was true is not true, but not in a cheap, crazy way. I feel the same way about uh, Priest taking over Black Panther. All the things that he did with the character, they hit so hard, I think, because they were in it. It was already there. Like, it just needed a writer to come in and go, well, if this is true, then these these six or seven other things have to also be true, Mm -hmm. right? 
if these are the conditions of his normal life at home, why is he in the U.S. so much? Like, why would the king of this most advanced nation on earth spend all of his time in New York City? Doesn't he have a country to run? Like, and even uh, who's he leaving behind to run it for him when he's like all these questions probably were not asked by any writers. Why would they? Nothing against them. They got other things to deal with. But Priest comes in and goes, well, you know, and all of that's in the character. If it had not been, it would have felt pasted on. It would have felt like, oh, here's this black writer. He came in. He's going to, you know, he's going to make him the Batman of the Marvel Universe or whatever. And I. I feel like the reason that he didn't get that backlash is because the character had been already teed up for two decades for someone to come in and do it. And he just said, oh, I'll do it, you know. Yeah. But, you know, then some funky stuff happened. Like, you know, uh, (laughs) Casper Cole, which we'll get into. Well, that's writer's personalities after this break. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back and, uh, you know... Yeah, I guess we can talk about Casper uh, <laughs> Cole, you know. Well, there's two things that he did, right? Priest did. He creates Casper Cole, and he also creates Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the Caucasian half-brother yeah. of, of Actually, Black Actually, you know, as, as unnecessary <laughs> as that is, I actually liked that aspect. It turned out to be cool. Yeah. Right? How What it, would it be like to be the one white dude yeah. in all black culture? Mm-hmm. I know. Right? And you're part of the royal family, but you're not part of the royal mm-hmm. family? Dude, come on. That's genius. Also, the way Priest did it at the time, people forget Everett Ross. They never talk about Everett Ross, who actually was the character telling the story. Right? The white CIA agent who's like, who right. the hell is the Black Panther? Yeah. That guy. But got to remember when this book came out, 
it had to sort of feel like Lethal Weapon. There had to be a sort of humorous component. I'm sure that was part of the pitch, right? Uh, there couldn't just be like strong black lead. Like I can see that there would be like, oh, here comes a black dude with a pitch for the Black Panther. Oh, it's delightfully funny. We thought it was going to be all hard and political. And yeah. Oh, this is great. Go, go crazy, please. Right. I think Casper Cole comes out of the idea that they don't have an American. Right. They don't have a. Back then, everybody was. I remember this from my own trying to write, trying to sell scripts. Uh, quite as it's kept, I write primarily fantasy and science fiction. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to the ethnicities in my stories. Uh, there are a lot. All you can say is there's going to be a lot of different ethnicities and gender types in my stories. But just looking at me and going, oh, he's a black guy. It's always going to be black people. That's foolish. I don't do that. Uh, what I do do is the rainbow, right? So what would happen with my scripts would be, can it be more urban? And I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> right? Do you mean it should take place in a different city? Because yeah. that's what urban means. Like, they meant black. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that there was a certain, like, the way he was writing the Black Panthers, the way we have him, the way Kirby and Lee presented him, was a high-tech genius running the most advanced company slash country in the world. And he acted like it. He, there was nothing street at all about this royal, this you know her, hereditary ruler of a nation. Why would there be? Is Dr. Doom street? No. Yeah. Right? But I can bet there was some kind of a vibe like we need a street version. Right? And mm -hmm. I think that's where Casper Cole comes from. He's sort of a street version of the Black Panther. Yeah. American I mean, street version. A multiracial New York City police officer. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. by this time we had Luke Cage, so it's like, yeah. get out of here. And we've got we've gotten some cool cages. Like Cage, that run. Which one? Not the one uh Azarello, because I'm have to have we're gonna have Really? Beef. Oh, You're my not God. a fan of that? <laughs> See, you, look, I'm a child of the nineties, grew up in Compton. That was me. I was like, let's go. Dude. I wanted to find him and beat him <laughs> down over that. I was like, you gotta never come within arm's reach of me. Oh, you, you now I like the cage. I, I, you know what? At the time, I was up to here with all of that. So just to yeah. have Cage be that, and also, yeah. Cage was already kind of a, a regular. That's the thing. It was written by someone who was outside that life. Yeah, there's a difference between growing up on this as a, what you would think of as a street level, which would be lower middle class. Yeah, basically. Um, iron worker family or something like that in the city, bus drivers and all that, and being, you know, a crip. Yeah. Okay? But there's a lot of people who can't tell that difference. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be writing Cage. Yeah. yeah. If you can't tell that difference. Right. I don't, and I'm, it's not ironic. You can't. Yeah. You don't get to be ironic about this. Yeah, no, in the first know. picture that pops up when you search Brian <laughs> the, Azarello makes you think, yeah. That's the gold tooth Cage. You know, and that's uh -uh. what's funny is, is see, <laughs> this is, this is, that's the that's the majesty of being an author, and I'm and I'm gonna just leave it at that because there are ways we could take it. But like you know, in my head, I didn't know what Brian Azarello looked like, so in my head, he was a Latinx dude. I thought he was a Latino dude. I'm looking at him now. Nope, <laughs> nope. nope. and nope. Uh, nope. and I see I see why you might have a. Few I was scuffs. upset, but it was not just that. It was like what they did. To, it was a lot of things at the same time. It was what was done to hip hop. Right. Mm -hmm. Hip hop was a very diverse sort of movement at its roots at the beginning. It started with a bunch of uh, uh, Latin and black kids just poor as hell chopping it up. And they had all they had like um, trance hip hop. They had, oh, yeah. you know, just for dancing. They had like message mm -hmm. hip hop. They had all of that stuff. And then the freaking West Coast came in and it was all gangster all the time. Right. You're welcome.
<laughs> okay, you can say that if you want to. Um, You're welcome. But even the West Coasters, like uh, I'm thinking, like Dilated Peoples and some of the other mm-hmm. you know, like sort of big uh, super groups. You have groups. the Hieroglyphics, Del the Funky, Hope and Set, Homo Sapiens. Go Del, mm-hmm. go Del. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, look, right. I'm an LA native. So okay, this is but you know all what I'm saying. Stuff. But yeah. they they didn't get as much purchase, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 main line was because NWA gangsters. came over and took over and, and changed. Everybody the scope had to be a gangster, rap. right? I yeah. felt like this was out of that. I felt yeah. like I'm getting enough of that in my movies. I'm getting enough of that on my TV. I, I see, I don't, I'm nothing against this life because it's a life. It's yeah. legitimate to discuss and show and all that, but it's not even close. It's not even 50. It's not even 40. It's not yeah. even 30% of what's going on out there. So when that cage book came out, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Well, yeah, because, you know, just to, you, you know, get just a real tap into that and ex- truly like explain because I know exactly what you you feel. There was an authenticity when it first came out, when NWA was coming out. NWA was like, look at our struggle. <laughs> and somehow it like evolved and grown into a glorification of it. And we felt that here in the hood. Like, yeah. you know, like I said, I grew up in Compton, California, was in Downey to go to high school, but I lived in Compton till about I was like in ninth grade. Then by senior year, I was back in Long Beach, uh, Northside Long Beach, Damn. across the street from Nor- uh, Jordan High, which <laughs> you may know from Vince Staples songs. And like, it was like, it it was like a whole lifestyle. Like, if you l- remember, like, the punk kids at your school and the metalheads, like, gangbanging became this lifestyle, but it wasn't like, no, you didn't wash out the spikes. You didn't take off the, it was a real lifestyle that real. kids got caught up in. Yeah. And also was the effect of, you know, uh, you know, systematic issues that people of color dealt with in the hood. And yep. it seemed like there was no way out. It seemed like the only way to survive in those situations was to either be a rapper, a basketball player, and uh, or a gangster. Like yeah. that was that was the only way you survived because when you got home, there was no food. So what? This group of people that you called a gang, you know, would take care of you, feed you, and that's all you had. You know, that's that's the thing about this that people. Well, I mean, again, we can yeah do a whole show about this. Well, actually, we do a whole series about this. Yeah, but there's a reality of that life. Uh, you, it's too simple to just write everybody off as though they're just a hard, vicious yeah. criminal thug. There are a significant number of them that are just hard, vicious oh, criminal thugs. Yeah. But there's also the complete lack of family structure that mm-hmm. this thing takes the place of. Yeah. That, like, that's basically every terrorist oh, yeah. is exactly the same. You destroyed their culture. There's no uni- there's no unified families. What are all these testosterone testosterone filled boys going to do? I'm going to join up with the Taliban, or I'm going to become a Crip or a Blood or whatever it is. It's a very simple uh, equation. What I don't want is some outsider who only knows about it from MTV yeah. turning yeah. Luke Cage into that. Yeah. Right. Right. If you're going to have the discussion, dig deep. Well, also because you don't like if if we want to go back to the NWA analogy, you lose that 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 you know, explanation of what the struggle is to That's kind right. of shine light on what the 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 source is. That's right. Versus like someone glorifying it and being like, this is cool, thus leading to more kids wanting to do that. Right. So much so that the gangster rappers themselves had to go and do an armistice. Right. Hey, <laughs> yo, stop. Stop. <laughs> right. Look, we know this we're rapping thing. about this. <laughs> We yeah. know we make it sound cool, but it ain't. I remember Snoop Dogg and Game had to come out and do a whole also, thing. Also, like if you look at the actual lyrics, they're not always making it sound that cool. They're yeah, talking about right. their no. friends getting chopped down oh, in front yeah. of them and mm-hmm. cops beating them up and treating them like hell just for standing around. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a life you want to do unless somebody's glorifying it, which watch watch what I do now. <laughs> uh, 
which I think that's where Casper Cole came from. That yeah. same sort of soup of we need it to be hood, we need it to be street. Not necessarily, be, and even with the cage thing, not necessarily because it's in the person's mind. I don't think they're doing it to be negative or whatever. They're like, remember, Marvel Comics is used to be called Marvel Pop Comic, Pop Art Comics. Their whole reason why they always beat DC once they showed up was they try to keep their finger right on the pulse, right? So whatever those kids out there are doing, we're going to have some comics about it. If you look at that stuff from the, it was all hippies and whatever. So that was the, the street culture became kid culture, came yeah. youth culture uh, in some ways. I, I think it's a problem, but I can see the people at Marvel, editors at Marvel going, Hey, there's a black guy. We're going to do this. Hey, I don't know this. I have no inside knowledge about this, but I would be willing to bet that that was a discussion rather than yeah. the writer going, Hey, you know what else I want to do? I want to do this too. Mm-hmm. It'd be more like, Hey, we need this gap filled. Can you? Can we use your popularity with the Panther right now to fill that gap? Yeah. A little bit? Sure. Let's go. You know, and that's where you get. I think that's where you get Casper Cole from. Yeah. And then. Well, oh I'm no. Sorry. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the talk about the portrayal of T'Challa, like how that is so important. Mm-hmm. Then, because you have a black king who mm-hmm. is royal, you have royalty. You have a sister Shuri, mm-hmm. who, like, especially if we're talking about the film. Like how important it was to see that to well, see Reg. I'm sorry, uh, no, Reggie Hudlin introduced Shuri. Priest yes. did not create Shuri. He created the Dora Milaje, who were only two when he created them. It yeah, was just the two sort of wives, protector wives of the Black Panther, like ceremonial marriage. Reggie Hudlin comes in among many other things when he takes over. He adds Shuri, the little sister, and you're like, oh, okay, she's a genius too. All right, let's go, and. It's interesting that she took off in the movie because, once again, we've sort of been talking about this off off the mic, but there's a whole bunch of people who haven't been getting served. Mm-hmm. And Shuri typifies of that to some degree, right? She shows up and she fills a space that all of us could go, you know, there's this empty space you could fill up with money if you just did this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. You guys are crazy. That's some pie-in-the-sky progressive stuff. You guys are crazy. And then she shows up and takes over the movie. Yeah. Right? Everyone wants to talk about Shuri. Where's Shuri? What's, what's she doing? What's yeah. she doing? She's the most popular character we've seen all year, you know? Because there's there's a need for it. Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, like, there's a need for this. People want to yeah. see it. I mean, yeah. If we, if, look, look by, by now, anyone who's against this has already turned off the episode. <laughs> yeah, we're exactly. preaching to the choir. Exactly. But, they turned it exactly. off last yeah. week with our women in gaming. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> now they're like, they let me see what they're up to this week. They did nope. the same damn crap as they did yeah. last week. <laughs> but but you're, I, I think you're speaking to something very, very true. Whereas the sense of like, you know, if I just take a step back, there's been a lot of badass black dudes on on screen. Black Panther isn't new. It, it's you know I was happy because Black Panther does happen to be my favorite comic book character as a Nigerian American. It like touches sure. me in a very specific way. No other hero has punching been able the button. To. Right? Yeah, it's like oh, this is you even to the max. Right. So I've I've had that attachment, but. You know, I've I can I can go in and see you know Idris Elba kick someone's butt or you know Chadwick in another movie kick someone's butt, Michael right. B. But you know you don't have opportunities for young black women to not only see like you know 
a woman who is beautiful, but someone who's smart. Come on, Okoye? Yeah. She like yeah. dominates the movie. Everyone wants to talk about her too. Yeah, you, you right? really you really got like twofold. You got your badass black woman and you got your intelligent black woman. Mm-hmm. Two things you never see. Wait, you got your third one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Nakia. Nakia. Nakia, right? Yeah. Uh, who, by the way, is a completely different from the way she is in the comics. They just took her and made her into their own thing. But what you, this is the thing. We all come from variations of what mainstream American culture, which is white, uh, would deem minority cultures. We're mm-hmm. what they would think of as niche cultures. Yeah. But we know within the culture, there's all these nuances. It's not just like, oh, there's the Latin chick interchangeable with the other yes. Latin chick, yes. right? There's the black dude. Like, I've been mistaken so many times for a football player because of my size, or if I happen to be in another country, oh, you must be on the local basketball team yeah. that we have we only fly in black athletes to play basketball for yeah. us, right? The only place that doesn't happen, Africa, because everybody's black, <laughs> yeah. right? But from the point of view of these executives and their lifestyles and the people who make the decisions about all this stuff, they, their job is... I'm not letting them off the hook because a lot of them are just bags of <laughs> but the but a lot of them are just comp- ignorant in an innocent childlike ignorance way where they literally are like okay how can I put you in the quickest box yeah. I got to move on to the next oh, thing Oh yeah no we'll, we'll go into this because I don't I don't I don't think anyone should hop on you for a quote unquote letting them off because this is a very interesting and true thing that I think uh needs to be talked about where it's like Everyone is more cons- is 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 only aware of the world they're experienced to. Mm-hmm. And if you grew up like you know primarily not primarily white, if you grew up white in a primarily white upbringing, you're you're not checking for those things. You're just not looking. I, I could tell you like you know look I'll you know I write for TV. I have to, I'm on a group uh, of people who write for very popular TV shows. Carl's writing for Brooklyn Nine-Nine right nice. now. Lamar's writing for Single Parents <laughs> and went on to write for other stuff. I'm not going to say no names because I ain't trying to li- – right. I'm going to get into a story and I don't want people trying to Which room was that? It. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, don't but, do that. Never do you know, that. And this isn't like a, a knock or anything. This is just you know something that I hope like if it, the, the room or someone associated or a showrunner hears this, they do take notice of this. Right. You know, one of the guys they were writing for a show a, a network show with a black character on it and they and he and he came to me one day and was like oh i totally see you know what how like black characters end up not being written well and it's kind of not their fault what ends up happening is you have this black character and it's the only black character in the show so you're afraid to make them flawed in any way because you have inadvertently accidentally made this one person of color yeah. representative. Represent, yeah. representative so any flaws now the writers are worried of coming off racist you're almost too woke for your own good because you don't put that and that creates a boring character and what's the solution to mm. have more oh my god what how dare you yeah Exactly. Well, I did want to say this is because when you were, t- when you were, this is one of the biggest things that I loved Girls Trip for because it right. was like you had all of these black women, but they all were different. Like you had the wild child, you mm-hmm. had the loving mother, you had the the professional, you had, and it was like, oh, weird that we could be like all di- you could have, you know, but we're all diverse, like we're right. all different. And when you see it, what happens? The box office blows up, mm-hmm. and the reporters talk about it like it's an anomaly. Oh my <laughs> but god! But we're not interchangeable, is what I mean. Like we're all have so different. All of these people saw themselves. Yeah. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. They went home. The people who went the first weekend went home and went, 
girl, did you see Jeff, that? Jeff, what I want to say is I am not Gina Rodriguez. We of are course not you're the not. Same. You're not. Of course you're not. But people but are still going to make so that comparison. Because you're not we, there. You should tagged. never be there to be Latin. That's I, the point. I get tagged in all of her stuff, and I think she's. I'm just like I'm not her though, and, and so it's just racist <laughs> at this point. Well, she is not in the and like no. Yeah, all I, I could go on yeah. this forever, but what I'm saying is we are not interchangeable. <laughs> we are not. Yeah. But you're we an actor, and are, you know this. Yeah. How many auditions have you been to where oh, you go to the audition? Gina Rodriguez. No, not even that. You I just know. walk in cold, and you see like nine thousand versions of, of you. myself. Like everybody there could be your sister. Like literally, like yeah. your sister. I just always get Gina Rodriguez type, which oh, is Christ. like I'm just saying that I understand that we look similar, but we're so, our personalities are so. What I yeah. wanted to say is that's why I'm. I'm ex- I was excited that there was a film like Girls Trip and just like what Black Panther did, where it showed these women all have all different types of personalities, that's right. all different types, and the audience of responds to that. And, yeah, right. And so what happened with Black Panther? People talk about Killmonger because they've never seen a brother quite like that in a movie. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you have seen a brother like T'Challa in a movie before, not quite that extreme, but he's been around. You never seen uh, somebody quite as smooth as a. Uh, uh, Killmonger is the bad guy and be black that way. And the ladies, you've never seen that many of different kinds of heroic black women in anything. Yeah. In anything. Even Spike Lee movies you've never seen, right? So, of course, they get all the juice. They're getting talked about the most because they're the new hot thing. And everybody tells their friends. And half the audience is female, y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, maybe the reason – oh, that's a whole other show. That's all of the shit. <laughs> but let me put it like this. I went on this whole thing, Where's My Black Widow movie, for like two years long before anyone was like, I was doing posters. Where's My Black Widow movie? Mm-hmm. And the, 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 rule of, the rule in Hollywood was women can't do action movies. People won't go see them. And I was like, literally every franchise you've ever made mm-hmm. stars mm-hmm. a woman. Yep. What are you, Think stupid? Of like Terminator. Terminator. Resident Alien. Evil. Alien. Uh-huh. It yep. goes, I was freaking up stuff from TV. I Halloween. went back to the 70s. Halloween. Halloween. Freaking, what you got? Mm-hmm. Cleopatra freaking Jones. Like, yes. you go back as far as you want, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a lie. It was a lie people kept telling themselves to be able to say no to the ladies, basically. We don't, we oh, don't yeah. wish to. Here's the stat we're going to give you. The problem is you can actually go check the stats. Yeah. You're, you're, you're either lying or you're stupid. Those are your choices. Yeah. Right? So um, with the Black Panther movie, and this is why I always say it should be – if there's such a thing as should, I don't really believe in the Oscars. It's just like a high school popularity contest to me. Yeah. But it does sell – it makes careers go bigger. It makes, it makes the ideas put in some of these movies go wider. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We want to see more of a certain kind of movie. You want it to win an Oscar, right? Um, I feel like just because of what the number of levels that the Black Panther operated on that maybe are invisible to a lot of white people, that they just went to a movie and saw a great action movie. Oh, it got some black people in. That's kind of cool, too. That takes my, my progressive button. I'm like, that thing was working on like five levels. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Are uh, you sure you got all five? Because I don't think you did. You know? Probably don't. And one of them was this nuance of female power, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of women, like, um, I'm going to pull Jessica Chastain out just for no reason, but she's very hardcore. She's like choosing movies and directors and stuff where she can show women in these different lights. And I think she absolutely should do that. But because she's the solo star, she's that woman, right? What you want is ensemble pieces because they will show a variety of person approaching problems in different ways, right? So like the alien cast can be multi-ethnic the next time, more multi-ethnic the next time around. Or like the colonial marines, people forget. 
Asian people, Latin people, although played by Jewish women, uh, uh, black people, whatever. But they were sort of all intermingled with each other, and they all approached problems differently based on personality. Yeah. Right? Rather than, oh, that's the Latin dude. He's going to do this. That's the Chinese dude. You know he's a martial artist, you know, or a tech head or whatever. Right? You just have to be thinking about it differently. And I think that's part of the giant, weird sort of phenomena aspect of the Black Panther, which people aren't really quite twigging to yet. It has less to do with its blackness and more to do with the variety of women being shown, right? Um, the, the kinds of women you can see. There's not mm-hmm. just good girls and bad girls. There's not just mean girls and nice girls. There's not just smart girls and hot girls or dumb girls or fat girls or any of that crap, right? It's just there's a lot of different kinds of people, and some of them spend money on movies. Maybe show them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there's, a, there's seven and a half billion human beings. Show some of them. <laughs> Like it's not rocket science, mm-hmm. but anyway. they make it. They make it rocket science. So with the Panther, I think that's part of the big phenomenal success of the movie is that it actually pushed a lot of those buttons. Uh, I think Wonder Woman did some of that, but I don't think it had. Frankly, it had one Wonder Woman in it. Right. Right. Like once you leave Paradise Island, she's the only one. You want a room full of special women. That's what you want. Like hidden figures, room full of special women. What happened? Blew up. It's not hard. It's not. It's really not hard. <laughs> like, do the math, man. Yeah. <laughs> but they make. But they try and make it seem like it is. Nah, it's not. Nobody knows anything. We have to take another quick break, but when we get back, we're gonna jump into Black Panther's quest <laughs> as well as the future of Black Panther. Yeah. What? Right after this. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A.com. And we are back. And uh, yeah, let's just let's just uh, 
talk a little bit more about the film because okay. something I don't know. <laughs> these are some actual numbers. So the budget was two hundred to two two hundred and ten million, okay. and it made one point three four seven billion dollars. Um, that's very exciting. Yeah, man. Uh, if you're, if you haven't seen it, I can't imagine you being a subscriber of this podcast. <laughs> or a human not. being at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, I know that it did. And I mean, I think that it, it has influenced the show as well. No, actually. Um, it you, it well, hasn't. only in a couple of minor, minor ways. And not for any particular reason, except that while they were in, when they were wrapping up principal photography. Okay. They were still shooting when we started making our show. Oh, okay. And uh, quiet as it's kept, Marvel is like working for the CIA. So right. People laugh. You just laughed. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Um, co- projects do not po- cross pollinate. There's no, unless somebody at the top says, we want the Black Panther cartoon to be exactly like the movie, therefore you need to sign all these non disclosure agreements and read the script so that it can be exact, um, it's not going to be, right? I forgot to mention that you were working on the comics, right? No. Okay. No, no. I thought you did write a black... Well, yeah. we They pulled me in after. <laughs> oh, okay. That was like a weird thing should with I, Lexus. Should we edit this? No, no, no. It's fine. You decide. I won't. Okay. Um, I saw that right. you had... I wrote a Black Panther. That was a Lexus thing that they did as part of the promos for the movie when it came out. Oh. And they approached me because I was the guy who was on the... Yeah. Thing. And I created this other character for Marvel Mosaic. Yeah. So I was in the mix. And they're like, oh, Jeff, you know, he's you know he's running the show. He might want to do one of these. Right. Uh, and it was kind of fun. It was kind of weird because it was a Lexus tie in. I was like, really? <laughs> gotcha. Oh, okay. But <laughs> by the way, it's free. Go read it. I had a ball. Um, well, I was looking at the cover art for yeah, it. It's great. And that, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the, the timeline, even if we'd wish to, there really wasn't a way to do it. Also, okay. everyone's crazy secretive about these movies. So unless it's it's everything's a need to know, and animation as as much as we love it, we geeks love it. Uh, we were not on the need to know list. What we learned about the movie was basically from whatever the public knew. So uh, we saw the big Killmonger mask when it came out. Uh-huh. That's when we saw the Killmonger mask. Okay. Uh, we didn't know any of the actors until they announced who the actors were. So that's, I would say that's partly why the designs for our show don't match like the movie exactly. So, um, I mean, they're, some of them are closer than others, but on the whole, like, we, everybody knew who Claw was because he'd already been introduced. Oh, yeah. So as soon as they mentioned Andy Serkis is going to reprise Claw, well, we already know what he looks like because we saw him in Age of Ultron, right? So that's an easy design to do. But the rest were just designed, so you got to give it up to the designers for um, – I'm pretty sure once they knew that um, uh, Homeboy plays Killmonger, uh, all the ladies love him and I can't remember. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Ironically, was in the first episode of TV I wrote. Him and Jeff Goldblum were in the same episode. So I wrote for Killmonger and the Grandmaster. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, but um, I guess they got wind of who that was going to be, so they designed the character to sort of resemble the Killmonger character, sort yeah. of resemble him. But the rest of it okay. was just us. Like, um, And it's probably probably not the best advertising tool to say we're not like the movie, but on another hand, it freed us up. Right, so now you have three versions. You have the movie version, you have the comic book version, which is wildly different oh, yeah. than the movie. Like wildly different. Um, yeah, and I've, before we move on, I forgot to mention uh, Tanahisi Coates, who yeah. we shouldn't, or else people will yeah, uh, write us. Yeah, yeah. Coates. I is mean, doing I'm, I'm just if you were even starting to write something, thinking that you knew about Tanahisi Coates. 
before There's no chance. the two gentlemen in this room did. <laughs> I'd erase it <laughs> and then feel bad about typing it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, there was the the Black Panther series that was by Marvel Knights. Yes, that yeah. was Reggie. Um, yes. Reggie Hudlin, who did that, what was turned into the show, was basically a adaptation of his, uh, one of his arcs. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I I liked a lot of it. It was very slavish from my point of view. They they wanted to. All right, I didn't it. want to be the one to say it. <laughs> go. Was it on? No, I said I didn't want to be the one to say it. So you go. Was ahead. it on BET? Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, it okay. Was. And he was yeah. a president at the time. Mm-hmm. So okay. It was okay. Help, it's helpful. Yeah. But they also were very. They wanted to stick so close to the original artwork of John Romita yeah. Jr. that I think ultimately just this is. I know Reggie. Reggie's a friend of mine. I'm not saying anything I wouldn't say to him. Um. I can see why they chose to do it that way. It yeah. makes sense that he would want to do it that way, but in the long run, I think there's a reason certain kinds of art stay in the comics and other kinds of art are best to make yeah. move in animation. And I'm not sure that was the happiest marriage of styles. Yeah. Um, but again, there's a lot of, like, it's weird because the, these characters, people think they're set in stone because when they see them in a movie, mm-hmm. they think that's the character. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the character. That's the Black Panther. Yeah. Black Panther's been around since before Anyone in this room was born. Yeah. Right? And I'm way older than these two. So that's a long time is the point. Oh, yeah. Um, so what I feel like when I talk to people about it is like this. When the Hellboy movies came out, real geeks were like, oh, damn, a Hellboy movie. I don't even know why they're making Hellboy because of all the all the characters. Why Hellboy? I mean, I'm glad, but damn. Right? And then it came out. I was like, okay, this isn't exactly the comic. Comic's way slower. It's way darker than this movie. It's funny, but it ain't like this. This movie's way more full of jokes and sort of sarcasm and stuff like that. I can see what they did. But the weird thing was Hellboy was still Hellboy. And that's the point. He, be, he felt like Hellboy. He talked like Hellboy. He did Hellboy things. He looked like Hellboy. So regardless of what else was going wrong, little modifications that they had to make and all that from my little geek comic book head, it felt like I was watching a Hellboy movie. Then they put out some Hellboy cartoons, which were not like the movie, and they weren't like the comic. But Hellboy remained Hellboy. He still acted like he felt like the Hellboy I expected him to be. Yeah. So if you look at the different Black Panther characters mm-hmm. in the movie, the show, and the comic, that character is essentially the same guy. Yeah. Um, ours is slightly older than Chadwick Boseman's uh, version, probably slightly younger than the comic book version based on the craziness Coates has got him going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. um, but uh, we were free. Um, and I think that ultimately helped us. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, there is one run I want to talk about, mostly Uh-oh. because I talk about it a lot. Uh, I actually was a big fan of this. A lot of people fight me on this. But the most dangerous man alive... When he comes to Hell's Kitchen, I was all about that it. That was hot. What that do you was, mean? That slapped. I was all about it. Plus, I was like, Shadowland was such a good like run. And so I'm like ge- geeked up off of that. Then my man's T'Challa gets to hang out in New York. And then as a Nigerian, once again, his like alias oh, right, was right, Okonkwo, right, right, right. which was a character from Things Fall Apart. It, yep. was, it was like, and there no. was only one part, one part that I was not a fan of. Uh-oh. Here we go. It was the Fear Itself crossover. When they put my mans up against Hatemonger. And and this is like, if you look up Hatemonger now, they got the swolled up one that I'm like, oh yeah, who kind of reflects the well, Hatemonger. is just Hitler. We, well, yeah. <laughs> he literally, literally, actually Adolf Hitler. Yeah, but this guy. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. 
But this, this, the, the hate monger that was in Fear Itself was a dude in a pink KKK outfit. Right, I remember. Terror. I'm like, how is this dude terrorizing T'Challa? <laughs> He's not. He's not. It was it was such a pain. But Crossovers everything are around awful. It, yeah, but well, that's the thing, and that's a another thing that could be a whole episode. As much as I love a good crossover, when when you force because they because remember right when I started really getting into comics, which is around that time, okay, a few years earlier, like I'd say right around like right after Darkest Night, I gotcha. started getting really into capes. That's when they went crossover crazy. Yeah, everything had to Every, be an event. Yeah, every book had to yes. be in the event. I'm like, yes. stop it! It's and not an like, event. And I remember like being like, has this always been? They're like, no. no. Before no. that, it used to be a long period of time before Why? there was a crossover. So it would be an event. Yeah, but then it was like <laughs> there was a cross five minutes. And what the problem was, because we're talking about this, uh, it, it kind of marries right into what you just said, is because they wanted the crossovers to coincide with the movies. Fear yeah. itself happened only to promo. Captain America, I believe, right, because right. that's when Red Skull came back. Right, and then they had the other one with Thor to promote the Thor movie. All of the crossover events, it was like you, it was so transparent yeah. that you were just doing this to sell it. Yeah, and then and then y'all went crazy and canceled uh, Fantastic Four to be petty, and it was that's having not pettiness. The, people keep saying that in the fandom. That's not petty. Okay, what's what's the real? Give, it's, give me it's the real money. Whenever everybody in the fan community says it's petty, it's not. They, everyone who makes comics loves comics. The writers, yeah. the editors, the art, everybody who makes, because the money's terrible. So if you don't love it, yeah. you're not in it, okay? But everybody above them in the executive suites, they're fighting the same fight that every publishing company, every studio fights. We don't own these guys. Fox is putting out movies with these guys. We would like Fox to give these guys back to us, but if these movies keep making money, they're not going to. Every comic we put out, since they own the rights to the movies in the Fantastic Four, if Danny comes in with a great idea, greatest Fantastic Four arc ever written. She comes in, she sells it, they do it, they put it out. She introduces six brand new characters that everyone in the audience loves. Marvel can't do anything with them, but Fox can. So you're just so, so you're giving away you're giving away stuff. You're giving away free stuff to a company that you would like to give back your stuff, which they have no incentive to do and have no legal reason to do. They bought it fair and square. They're exploiting it fair and square. Now, you got some juice because you just came hard with that Iron Man stuff. So you're thinking, oh, we want all of our property back. Well, I guess you shouldn't have sold it then, should you? <laughs> it's hardball, man. Yeah. So people in the fandom communities wanted it to be pettiness. Like, well, we're just going to be stingy about it. But it isn't. It's This is billions of dollars at stake. Oh, yeah. I I feel you. In, in, the, in the, like, I... I'm fully aware of that, okay. and that made sense. You know. It still just felt petty to me. It's not I petty because I wanted my fantastic board, and they had. They, but you're right. You're right. The reason I'm mad is because they went a whole new route with it, switched it up, and Fox could have created something really nice with it. Lucky for Marvel, Fox was Fox. Wow, Fox, what were you thinking? How could you not get that right? You should have called me, y'all. You should have called oh me. Oh, my gosh. The the um, Future Foundation? Oh, well, my goodness. Don't, please don't get me started on any of that. I, 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 I go weeks on that. So I think that we, uh, I'm going to just do this really lightning <laughs> yeah. round of things that we haven't forgotten about Black Panther. <laughs> we just have a lot to get through. Yeah, it's a lot. And, and Jeff is also a, a busy man. So I, uh, a busy, yeah, successful. I'm so busy. I'm <laughs> also, so busy. Just put this energy out there. If, if Marvel, you need a little buffer between movies, <laughs> let me write the most dangerous man miniseries. What? Look at him. Let me write that. I'll write that miniseries. We could throw it up on your weird app. <laughs> 
And, <laughs> and I love this guy. And it'll and it'll like it'll hold people over till the next movie. Let uh, me have that. <laughs> that's what I meant to do. Uh. Um wait, okay, so I have uh, Storm. He had a really he was married. Oh wow, yeah, wow. yeah. Storm. Yeah, something you, that you if he a, enjoyed, wow, but wow, Jeff wow. did not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people love the Storm thing, and a lot of the Storm fans love that. My my beef with it is very simple. My friend Reggie put that marriage together. I think it was a very business smart thing to do is putting a giant franchise together with a guy who needed some always needs a little bit of extra whatever plus they're the most prominent black characters possibly in comics the two of them um it made sense on that level from my point of view it's very simple every superhero should be unique everybody should have their own rogues gallery their own Mm -hmm. love interests their Mm -hmm. own storylines all of that stuff so that when i pick up a black panther character i'm picking it up for that it's not Captain America. It's not Spider-Man. And then it's fun when there's a crossover because Spider-Man gets to go, what, these are the people you fight? Good Lord. Or yeah. vice versa, right? Or uh, Lady Sif shows up, Thor's love interest, and she's kind of like, well, I never actually met Captain America before. He's kind of hot. Like, wait, you're supposed to be with me. Yeah, I know, Thor, but, you know, we're thousands of years old. I can get back to you. <laughs> What's up with this Steve Rogers cat over here? You know, like that. That's sort of the fun of the crossover. But- the mutant thing plus Wakanda, that's top heavy to me. I would just like, plus Storm doesn't need him and he doesn't need her. It's a, I feel like they should have built up their own, each one. Who's Storm's real love interest now? She's been with Wolverine for God's sakes. Yeah. Come on. No. Um, so that was my only beef with it. And yeah. I, I feel like now, especially since you've seen in the movies, mm-hmm. they could have taken the time to just build up a character that was worthy of... Like, look, Batman and Catwoman. How long have they been dancing around? Yeah. Right? All you needed was somebody. Till the end of time. Right. Till the end of Never time. Never put them together. Oh, they're not getting it. I've, I feel bad. Well, they're getting it. They're <laughs> no, just they're not putting the ring on it. they're getting it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant. Okay, okay. My next one, my vibranium. Jeff, what can't it do? Okay. Now, what, there's, what exactly... there's kinds of vibranium like there's different okay. Black Panthers. In the comics, it's very specific. Vibranium eats and redistributes uh, kinetic or other forms of energy, but primarily kinetic. So, and it was an asteroid, it was a, right? It was a meteor, a meteor. that hit in Africa a billion, billion years okay. ago, and the Wakandans discovered it and went, "What is this stuff?" And created an entire technology based solely on that, and it's the only place in the world that exists. So, no one else has that, and that's why their stuff is so crazy and futuristic, and they can do all the stuff that technically shouldn't be possible. But vibranium is unobtainium. It's 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 just whatever in the comics. In the movies, it's very interesting because, again, we don't have the X-Men. So we don't have access to adamantium, right? right? Marvel doesn't own that. That's all Fox. So vibranium starts to be sort of the placeholder for both. Now it's the reason Captain America's shield's indestructible, Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. Now, Cap did have a sort of a vibranium adamantium alloy shield at one point. I don't know what the status is now. But the original version was not freaking vibranium. Yeah. Okay. Um, But it was from a meteor. So you could say it was broken off from the central, maybe. I don't know. A lot of writers write this stuff like over decades. So it gets fuzzy. But that means there's a planet somewhere that's made entirely of of vibranium. vibranium. Or was. Maybe it was Krypton. I don't know. But, um, but, so in the movies, it's a, it's a fuzzier thing. It's much more like adamantium. If you know comics, you know the difference. Adamantium is an unbreakable unstoppable can't it can cut through anything if you hone it to an edge it's it's the sort of the thing that you would hit a god with because it can it can fight a god hammer or something like that but vibranium versus adamantium used to be a discussion which one would win 
mm-hmm. right? Because if you come in with a slash, but you hit something made of vibranium and it eats all the energy, it's sort of like you just tapped it. So does it cut? You know, like that. In the movies and the cartoon, they're basically the same same yeah. element. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Shuri actually took over the mantle of Black Panther. Yep. Yes, right after did. Doom mm-hmm. War. Yes, mm-hmm. and I love that. Um, That's actually what led into the comic I was talking about. He was feeling salty well. because he couldn't protect his country. So he went to Hell's Kitchen. I'll take over for Daredevil yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, while, while my sister runs <laughs> That's stuff. your vacation. I'm going to go to Hell's Kitchen <laughs> yep. and fight criminals without my stuff just yeah. to, like, relax. And so Shuri, so he had no, that was the big thing about uh, Most Dangerous Man Alive. He had no powers. Then they went and, uh, ahead and uh, tweaked that by having Shuri run by the uh, the God of Light. Right, right. And, uh, not Light, Life. Right. And uh, T'Challa, the God of Death. Right. Uh, oh, which, he's, the Lord, he's the Lord of the Dead now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Comics. It, writers are crazy. They come in with wacky <laughs> ideas and editors are like, that sounds wild. Do that. You yeah, know? and then you look back on it, you're like, "Wow, well, was a weird phase." Like my f- anyway, ask questions. We were doing a lightning round. No, I think that was my. I was gonna. So another thing is that even though in the movie Shuri is shown and she is, she is one of the smartest people in mm-hmm. the entire planet. Mm-hmm. But T'Challa in Marvel's roster, I think, is like number six. like he's also one of the most brilliant men. Like people know that he's one of the yeah, richest men. Yeah. You is, know, from he's like. But he's also, yeah, one of the most brilliant. The easiest uh, way to describe T'Challa is, in the comics certainly, is if you know comics, especially Marvel comics, what if Doctor Doom was a good guy? Yeah. That's the Black Panther. That's basically him. Right. And there's no reason he, there's no denying why he's in the Illuminati. Oh my God! I'm surprised he didn't just kill all of them. I know. Like the Illuminati is such a fun idea because it's like. None of these people's egos should let them work together, but I, I like seeing all these smart people. I like how they punk out some of the ones you thought were geniuses. Yeah. Like, oh, that's adorable you think that. No, yeah. no, no, no. Anyway, um, Reed, we yeah, were yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who don't know, the Illuminati is T'Challa, Namor, Professor X, uh, Reed, <laughs> Reed Richards, Richards Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange, and there's one more. Uh, or, no, no, that should be it because they all have an infinity stone. Right. Uh-huh. And Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, that that was, like, <laughs> they, they that started beefs. That's literally how T'Challa and Namor ended up with a blood feud. That's how, like, so much. That was such a fun run when they really were hitting the uh, the Illuminati. Yeah, man. That was, so, that was some wild times, too. Yeah. Because, like, they punked out Captain America. Yeah. Like, he's like, you guys can't. They were like, zap, zap, yeah, yeah. go away. Dude, we are the smartest, most like, powerful people. Yeah, we, don't, like, we don't listen to you. Just go away and hit stuff, Cap. We're not talking to you about that stuff. Yeah. But the, the Illuminati, like, in a weird way, they're kind of villains, though. Oh, because yeah. Because they, they, they were the most ruthless good guys in the history of good guys. Yeah. Like, they, they were like, we will do anything to save the world, even blow up another planet full of people. Yeah. Like, at, which they did do. And I'm like... How are these the good guys? Yeah, that that was the, that was that run when you had that like the 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 teams of people who made the hard decision because you got the uncanny right uh, right right what you call it X Force that's right and, and they, they were, were the like, black ops. Nah, we better just kill oh, this one. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Wait, what? If if you want to listen, if you're if you're like oh man, 
uh, capes are too lollipop for me. Read uh-uh. Illuminati, read Uncanny X Force, because they those are the, the Illuminati teams. were hard as Man, hell. Those were some fun runs. Oh my gosh! But you couldn't make a whole like they had to basically disband or die out yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah. There's no way that comic could remain that hard all <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> like, same same thing with both of them. They're just like, all right, we've we've yeah. gone as hard as we could. Let's send them back. <laughs> but personality wise, with Black Panther, one of the things that I think Priest and Hudlin both did excellently was. It had to differentiate him from he's not Marvel's Batman. There was a lot of people in mm-hmm. comic book world like, well, he's just a black Batman in Marvel. They, they need a Batman guy. And I'm like, he's not crazy. Yeah. He doesn't fight crime. <laughs> he's not putting criminals in jail yeah. like that. He's richer than everybody. He's oh, yeah. just as smart as the smartest dude. And his skill really is tactics. Also, another thing, powers. People always forget about this because they didn't do it in the movie. They put all of his powers into the suit. Yeah. In the comics, he's, he's Captain America level. Yeah. He's got this thing called the heart-shaped herb, which right. the Black Panthers eat. There's a ritual around it. But it basically they're like what they call metahumans. He's like Captain America. He, all the stuff they did to make Skinny Steve into Captain America, Wakanda's just been doing that with this one fruit for like 10,000 <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> right? So he's that. Right? So even with nothing, with no gadgets, no nothing, just naked on a beach, please don't start a fight with this man. Yeah. Like, really. Like. Ooh, I think I think that's uh Well we I just wanted to tap on the future. I mean we can't talk about the future of Well this. we know there's a movie. Well, we know there's we, a yeah. second movie. Right. Um, that's why I thought I mean Iffy and I talked about this and uh-oh. we did it. She's whispering like y'all can't well, hear it. Well Iffy and I no, this is me like just when I'm throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, um Iffy and I talked about this with Infinity War when he disappeared and everyone cried and we're like, but he has like a three picture deal, so um Why are you crying, you idiot? <laughs> People th- were mad. You know I'm what? like, no, but Spider-Man also has a three-picture deal. Tom Holland accidentally already gave it away because he's adorable. Have you never been to the movies before? I know. Right? I know. Also, Anyways. it's not even a movie. It's half a movie. True. Right? They yeah. tell you part one. It's right in the title. <laughs> but also, they're not going to just kill off this huge character exactly. that they just made a billion dollars right. with. I'll tell you what. Let's stack um, up that billion dollars versus the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Let's see which one wins. Right? Uh, I guess what do you think that they might tackle in the second film? I mean, or what do you want to see more Jesus of? Jesus Christ. I mean, for me, um, I liked what they did in the first one. They opened up a lot of doors. Um, I would like to see what they did with the women. I would like to see a real black villain that wasn't like uh, Killmonger. Because mm. Killmonger is basically Wakanda focused. Yeah. I would like to see a global level threat that happens to be a black person. Right? Have you ever seen that in a movie? I don't think you have. Yeah. Or if they've been played evil or whatever, they've been played like crazy weird evil. Like maybe Sam Jackson in the uh, what was it in the Queen in the Kingsman? Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, but they, that was just Russell Simmons as a villain. Dwayne Dwayne already beat Marvel to that with this well, Hobbs. Oh yeah, yeah. they That's straight true. up put a superhero in a car movie. And you know what? I'm okay, here for it. Wait, don't even get me started on that franchise. <laughs> I mean, that was a ripoff of Point Break, oh, no. and it's now become the car acrobatic team <laughs> yeah. versus Shield. I'm I like, love what that. the hell? I'm like, I'm here for it. Thank well, you. I know. I have to give... bring you back Jeff, to dissect <laughs> yeah. Fast and oh, Furious. My God. Oh, By the way, gosh. I love those movies. Oh, me too. I love those it's movies. Family. I am the family. Like, familia. Oh, my Hell gosh. yeah. I was so on the train before everyone figured out that you don't have to ironically like it. No, it's I know. Just so Look, fun. Look, hey, I'll tell you what, and this is the last for this show. <laughs> they did a trick that most franchises can't do. It started out as a completely one kind of franchise, right. and then they had one movie where they had a chance to flip it. 
And if it hadn't worked, that'd have been the end. Yeah. And not only Tokyo did it Tokyo drift. Flip, well, we and, won't discuss. No, I'm just I, kidding. Yeah. Still to this day, and I promise I have no plans to change it. Have not seen Tokyo drift. <laughs> I was like, mm, no. Good soundtrack. I mean, oh yeah, they, that I, I they, sla- teriyaki boy slaps. They turned nope, that corner. Not gonna see it, Dan. I turned that corner. I don't know how they did. I still don't. know I watch how they Initial did. D. Another. Uh, I watch wow. a whole season of wow. Initial D before I watch Tokyo Drift. They got ever. a feud going on up in here. Yeah. Nerdificent, come for the topic we're talking about and listen <laughs> to five other topics. <laughs> I mean, we've done this enough times now that people are used to That's it. That's Wakanda Drift tonight. All right. Um, let's let's just close up shop. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've flown. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you for coming on. Oh. My pleasure. Oh. I love talking about the show, and even though we barely did, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is there anything you want to promote? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. Uh, well, apparently on Twitter, I got a Patreon, which is I think it's Yee? just Jeff Thorne Patreon. Yee. Uh, but what I really like to hype is I got these things called the Battle Books on Amazon. They're three digital comics, uh, all brand new characters, superheroes, whatever. Not all superheroes, science fiction, adventure, whatever. But they're competing because I don't have time. So. Whichever one of them sells the most by the first of spring, it's the first chapter of three different stories, completely that's different so stories. Great. Whichever one of them sells the most, even if it's by one sale, that's the story that gets to live. And the rest of them are just going to sit in my vault. Right. And, so. yeah, and just to help out some of the people listening, it's Jeff spelt the other way. Yeah, the British G- way. The <laughs> proper way. G-E-O-F-F Thorn. Uh, with an E. It, yeah. It's all British from front to back. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. I didn't do any of that. That's all real. My parents did that. And if you wanted to catch up on Black Panther's Quest, I know that it's online for people that yes, want to watch it. Yes, you can it. get it on the Disney app. Yep. Uh, Disney Now app, the whole thing, I think. Also, there's five free episodes up on um, uh, uh, YouTube. Yes. The yeah. first episode, and then we did a sort of a weird time travel thing. So that whole arc is up there for free. And then there's this one weird one with bats and claws. I'm like, I don't know why you chose that one. I mean, it's awesome. But <laughs> so random. But that's up there, too. Um, we had a ball. We got... Um, Please do watch it. I've One thing about the show is that it took a minute for people to sort of figure out it was a little different than the other seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. This is season five of the Avengers show, not season one of the Black Panther show, although it feels like season one of the Black Panther show. It's really season five of the Avengers show. So I think people were like, oh, I've seen that before. I can wait on it. It's not going to be new. But it is new. It's brand new, completely different approach, completely different style. And now there's enough of it that you can binge it, like I know all you young people like to do. So... Please binge the hell out of it. I was gonna say you also had Anika, um, who Noni Rose, yes, yes. Um, yes. she plays Yamandi. Yamandi, yeah, yeah. And it's really cool because for those of you that don't know, which I totally know because she's in my Spotify because I listen to the soundtrack all the time. As do I. That she was the voice of Tiana, so yep. she was the first Black Disney princess, which is cool because she's in a, an an animated show with the first Black superhero. Also unique to our show. We created that, that character. That character, yes. Uh, she's a past Black Panther. She's the queen of Wakanda from like 2,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like something crazy like that. Um, she was great, by the way. I love her. She's Did awesome. you get her to sing? Uh, not for me. Please, she was busy. Please bring her back. Wow. And have her do your voice. No, I'm just we kidding. Love you, she- <laughs> we love Yamandi. We love Yamandi. We love, and we love Anika. She was, she's, she's lovely. She's oh, lovely. She's so great. We got to work, I got to, oh my God, I got to meet Stan Lee. I got to work with Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. uh, Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell, y'all! Um, I mean, that that one aspect of the show, but also the the regular cast, the, uh, the, the, the people who play the Avengers, uh, 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 James and Daisy who play uh, T'Challa and Shuri, 
these people are lovely, 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 wonderful. You had people. our friend Roger Craig Smith Roger too. Craig Smith. He was on our Sonic episode. That man is a madman. Have you he seen those things so he does funny. with uh, what's Tara Strong? Strong? With Tara yeah, Strong, she which he just says my, no. Yeah. That was no, things. she was on our Harley Quinn episode. That but was it. if you yeah. see those things that he does where he's just trying to get her to smile and she's yeah. nope. I'm like, what is this? It's hysterical. It makes my day whenever I see him. Yes. Yeah, he's awesome. She uh she roasted him on our on our show. Of course she did, because she's mm-hmm. evil. He's my Captain America, by the way. Like everybody all y'all can have Chris Evans. I'm gonna take my Roger Craig Smith. I Thank love you very that. Much. That's right. He's he's captain me. Yeah. For real. He loves the blue. Sonic and Cap. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's you know, thank you for having me. I love it. You guys are great. Um this is great. Thanks for it. geeking out about Black Panther and his history. I would just be doing this at my house. What do you mean? <laughs> to no one. Yeah, just, just like- my wife's like, Are you still talking? <laughs> Damn. Um, I am at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. Pick up the good immigrant book, um, which is out now, I think. It what when is this drop? What's the date? Uh, it should be dropping on Tuesday. What's the day? Of the t- yeah, it is. Yeah, so pick it out. It's out today. And uh, follow me on, on Twitter where we tweet things. And oh, yeah, check out our T Public site. It's tpublic.com slash nerdificent. And send us pictures of you and our merch, and we will uh, retweet them or share them on Instagram. Iffy and I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all look good. All right. And me, you know me. Uh, I'm. At Ify Wadiwe, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter. You had the nerve to mock my name. You had the nerve. I mean, you got the British name. I got the British colonialized name. <laughs> See, that's the difference. Uh, they came, they visited and left. True, true, true that. If D's on Twitch, if you like to watch me play video games, lots of nerd fam coming through. And the Discord Salt Squad, uh, I mean, discord.gg slash salt squad. We're in there. Danny's in there. We're continue the combo and uh you know a few shows to promote uh if you're listening to this on the 19th run uh from from tonight when you're listening to it on tuesday because i hope you don't wait till anything besides tuesday to listen to it i'll be on the last show at the friend bar at 8 uh 8 p.m on the 21st at 8 p.m i'll be at the r&b lip sync battle at ucb franklin on the 22nd i'll be at the complex uh doing the color collective doing stand up there the 23rd at 12:30 in the morning so i got to wake up going to be after i hit the gym be doing cold cereal it'll be their 2 year anniversary 8 that night i'll be doing turtle hour and sometimes within that same time period i'll be doing the color collective again it's a two time uh two day show and then uh, that's pretty much all the shows you have to see me do stand-up, talking smack. It's going to be a lot of probably what you just heard here. Are you sure you're not Jamaican? I, I, <laughs> look, I mean, I'm going to say something problematic. Uh, see, so I'm going to sign off now. Okay. <laughs> all right, y'all. I went too far. Uh, no, look, I was going to go even further uh, and talk about my secret family. All right, everybody. <laughs> stay stay yeah, nerd. Look, uh, Nigerians do it too, so it's not even that offensive. <laughs> stay nerdy, y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.